Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, of all ages, welcome back to another Tokyo Podcast. I am your host, as always, Alex Hill. Alongside me, the insider to the insiders, <sighs> Tyler Keel. Connor McGregor retired. What are we going to do? What? McGre- Connor McGregor retired. In a drunken tweet, he said he's retiring from fighting and UFC and all that stuff. Okay. It's a, I don't, yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, it kind of Well, he's probably drinking his proper 12 a little too much there and, uh, you know, kind of got a little carried away. So I'm going to retire. He did a Justin Bieber retire. Uh, he went live and said, I'm going to retire. Here's the thing about Conor McGregor. He's a really great fighter and he's got a lot of talent. And he's got a lot and, of money. <laughs> and he's got, yeah, he's a got lot a lot of money. He's got a lot of money and it, I hope that he spends it and invests it wisely because it, it it would suck to see such a like a talent like that just go and Who there were a lot of people yell like a lot of the wrestlers WWE were all like I see in New York, you know, and all that stuff. By the way, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Ronda Rousey, first ever main event. No, when, 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 no first ever no for, they're closing the show. So the there first, you go. first legit There you go. The first legitimate Main event. Not true. Okay. Edge versus Alberto Del Rio was a main event at WrestleMania Correct. 27. It was the opening match. It's still That's main, not a main event. It's still a main event. It's like saying the opening fight to a UFC card's a main event. It's, it can be. It's like saying the heavyweight title match, like the UFC heavyweight title, let's be honest about Brock Lesnar, is not really relevant Let's these days. Can you, well, would you agree? Okay. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. It doesn't matter... Which weight class it is? Oh, okay. For example, it's about the hype and how much publicity. That's why I'm saying. That's, so remember, that's why. Well, remember the night. That's we, why Conor McGregor made the light heavyweight championship so prestigious. Made the, made made it? the featherweight championship a must see card. A mu- the main event of the show. He's like, he's one, I'm trying to figure out which he won. He was the or was it was it bantamweight? No. No, bantamweight was Ronda Rose. But I think it was the lightweight. Oh my gosh, it's gonna kill yeah, me. Yeah, it was the lightweight. Anyways, you it was know, the lightweight and yes, it makes the belt. But what I'm saying it's, is, it's, if, it's would you the, consider it's the, the heavyweight that makes the, belt. the heavyweight title match versus no name versus no name, and then oh look, Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey's closing the show. Would that be the main event or the heavyweight title? Would you also consider that a main event? If it's no. listed as a main event, it's a main event. How? That's why I'm There's, saying okay. Fine. This is the first time that a women's a match. women's a completely women's match is the closer of a show. Yes, and it is for the title. And by gosh, if Becky doesn't win, she will. She I understand. I understand. We're not. The by the way, for you, those of you listening at home, we're talking about wrestling. If we're not, I know we're not the biggest of you fans anymore. By the way, no, because we have stuff that we do. By the way, Kenny Omega's. Uh, if you're in Canada, Beyond the Nation on TSN, Kenny Omega special coming out tomorrow night. Premiering tomorrow night. Lloyd talks about Kenny Omega and how great he is and how amazing he is and how beautiful of a man he is. We get it. You've got a hard on for him. Kenny Omega, dude. If there's a guy that I was really open to up at the Royal Rumble, it'd be Kenny Omega, but I'm glad he's not because, let's be honest, he would be a big fish in a small pond these days. Uh, not necessarily. Have we reached the 1995 no, status? No, I, I, think, I think he'd be a big fish in an overpopulated pond. There you go. I think that makes sense. He'd be like John Tavares. Are, is this WWE or WWF 1995 right now? Is that, is that the era we're in? The era? No. Or that would have been 2010. We're in the era of WWE 
after, like, post-invasion. No, because Ruthless Aggression was actually entertaining. This is just stuff being thrown out there and hoping uh, for the best. And I think I think Kenny Omega's situation is kind of like the John Tavares situation. Big hype around it, but once the season goes on, yikes. He pulls in a four-game... Uh, 45 goals is uh, yikes? Okay, but here's, here's my thing. He's not made a huge impact. Because he's on a team with other talent. Exactly. He'd still, let's be honest, if you say... No, 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 that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So if when Kenny Omega, or if and when, or if or when... He'll Kenny be too o- old, Kenny, but okay. Kenny Omega goes to the WWE, he'll have so much talent that's already there that was developed in WWE or elsewhere and brought there earlier, like Finn Balor, who's on a mid-carder. <laughs> yes, right? You're upset because... <sighs> oh, my goodness. Wait, even AJ Styles, a mid-carder. Oh, my goodness. Okay, because he held the belt for too darn long. <laughs> that needed to die. Exactly. So you have this surplus of talent, which in all reality degrades everything around it. That's why Connor McDavid's in the situation he is. If Connor McDavid was McDavid on, or Tavares? No, 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 hold on. No, no. Stick with one or the other here. Holy no, no, hold cow. On. John Tavares is a very skilled player. Like you said, 40-plus goal season. Phenomenal. Yes, phenomenal. Never would have guessed it. Never would have guessed that was the word you were going to use for this. Never would have guessed it. John Tavares, because he's on a team with so much talent, has a, quote, like, from from a viewer's perspective, a diluted season. He's not... Not a diluted... He's not the all-star of the team. He's not... He doesn't have the same reputation that he does or did in Long Island. When he played for the Islanders, he was the best player. When he plays for the Toronto Maple Leafs, he's arguably the best player. Well, they it was talking actually it was posted. So when I when I talk about Connor McDavid, he's what John Tavares was to the Islanders. The reason why he's so huge is because he is the best player. Right. So, so if Connor McDavid were to play on a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Nashville Predators or the Winnipeg Jets, where they have solid talent and it's more than just three or four people it makes their spotlight go away they're not treated as a are super, you saying Kenny, they're treated you're as saying a, new japan doesn't have any talent what i'm saying is that places that have a lot of talent shed spotlight in a, a number of places instead of just one person so if you want to be the main event you want to be this big shot you have to go play for a sucky team that's what i'm saying Talking about Connor. You're, wait, you're talking about sucky teams. Yeah. Well, you're talking about wait, you're talking about Kenny Omega. Are you saying New Japan sucks? Because I'm taking this personally. No, I'm not saying that it sucks. I'm saying that it's less popular. Well, yes, to the um to the casual wrestling yeah. fan. Just like how Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby or Alexander Ovechkin are really great to the casual hockey fan. Who does, not, who does not pay attention to the stats like we do. Because we, we recognize that Sidney Crosby is a good player. We recognize that Alexander Rushkin is a good player. Pretty good. But we also recognize that Connor McDavid is, the, is a great player. Connor McDavid he is, is the Seth super, Rollins. He is the superstar of Edmonton. By the way, in an interview uh, he recently did regarding, you know, you know, it was a press, it was like a, I think it was a post-game or a post-practice presser. 
he answered a couple questions regarding his uh, the the potential of him, you know, surmounting his career best in points. And he said, whatever. It's whatever. Yeah, because whatever, because he's Cause it doesn't he's matter. on a horrible team. Doesn't matter. He's on a pathetic team, on a garbage team, and guess what? No offense. I'm not getting, okay, this is going to, now, Mark Spector's going to love me when I say this, and Edmonton, the city's going to hate me when I say this. But signing a $12.5 million a year contract certainly didn't help your chances of finding talent. And I'm not it's, just saying. It's say, something that I've been I'm, saying for a now, while. I'm not saying now everyone's like, what about Matthews and Okay, hold on. We're going to have our problems too. Trust me. We'll we'll get there. Yeah, the fact that Austin Matthews has this contract. We've talked about it before. It's going to hurt the Leafs. It's going to suck. But when you look at the other, yes, there's more contracts along with not just Conor McDavid's, but having him sign at 12 and a half for that long does not help. Right. But then again, we look at the town around him, look at the management around him, that team was in shambles. It was like Daryl Settler in the 80s. Daryl Settler was an incredible talent, but Harold Ballard was the owner who owned GM. He was the Eddie Shore of the NHL. Madagascar! Benjonis! Right. Um, That being said... Where did that start? Oh, I just... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we're talking about stuff, and I'm trying to bring it back to hockey. Talking about um, player teams that are out slash on the wild card... uh, Carolina has 75 games played. They have 91 points. and They're using props now, Alex. Good. What At what point is it going to go too far? At what point are they going to pull out Columbus's cannon and shoot something and shoot a bumblebee? When they put, at what point? When they take a really massive nuke and then throw you, it You in. mean when they, when they no, win no. and knock Columbus out of the playoffs somehow? No, what, when they go too far with their storm surge celebration is when they take a nuclear missile, explode it in the Atlantic Ocean, Ex- and then explode, actually and then okay, actually wait, have. Hold on. Say that again. Explode it. Explode it. You mean blow it up? Use it. Shoot it. Whatever. Take a nuclear missile and explode it in the Atlantic Ocean to actually create a hurricane and have that be the storm surge. I don't. That doesn't sound like good syntax. I don't think so. I'm going to call it Miss Whetstone. Shit, you have her number, don't you? You're going to blow it up. That's That's better. You're going to take a nuke, and then you're going to blow it up. That's better. Not, they're going to blow it up in the ocean. (laughs) What? They're going to blow it up in the ocean. It sounded like you said it in past context. No, I said blow, not blue. We should stop using that word. It's, I'm getting loopy myself, okay? Trust me. There's a dog barking every single night over there. I'm pretty sure it's that person that lives two doors down over here. Yeah, it is. Barking because so. they lit their dog out at 5 o'clock, then they go back to sleep and let the dog sit out there for an hour and a half barking, and nobody seems to care except for because somehow people can sleep there. I can't. Then again, I, I don't get sleep anymore. Get but, some earplugs, bud. No, because that's horrible for your ears, dude. That's awful. But Or get one of those those little muffler things. I don't even those muff- I don't know. I just I, uh, know. I just can't even. Uh, let's get on with the show today. Uh, so, but before we get her going, what? Make sure you join the conversation by using the hashtag the Kiel Podcast and tell Alex that John Tavares with the Leafs or not is a fantastic player by tweeting us at the Kiel Podcast. I didn't say he was a bad player. I'm just saying he has a dwindled spotlight since he's on a team that has a lot of talent. When you have a, all this spotlight being spent on. Matthew's contract, Marner's contract, William Nylander's contract. Whether, what Mar- wait, what Marner contract? Exactly. Whether or not 
Um, Frederick Anderson is hurt. Whether or not Ron Hazy is coming back next year. Yada, yada, yada. Blah, blah, blah. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whether or not, or whether or not Steve Dangle is going to be skating on a, you know, Sportsnet segment the next day. That, that, that kind of spotlight is being taken away from John Tavares. That's what I'm talking about, Tyler. I am exhausted. I am Tell tired. Tell Alex how loopy he is by tweeting us at the Kill Podcast. I am tired. <laughs> I'm tired, too. You're BS. Baseball is a very slow game. Oh, you did your it, first game today, didn't you? No, I've done, I've been doing baseball and softball for the past weeks. It is for the a, past weeks. You had to figure for, for the, the past f- weeks. For the past at least two weeks, I've been well, doing part, okay, strictly softball and the baseball. The worst part is you have to sit next to Dave Van Nord, who will talk you to sleep. No, I don't talk. I don't sit next to Dave Van Nord. I refuse to because you want to know why? I want. I do social media. That's what I do. I do. Oh, so you don't do the camera. Uh, no. Oh, thank gosh. No, I've been, as a, recently I've been doing YouTube, um, the, the highlight videos for softball and baseball, and also I've been doing, Oh, so um, you walk around with what, the camera or something? With cam- uh, with, for doing that, I use a iPad, and then I just do iVideo, and then post the YouTube. Well, at least it's and, something. And then I post graphics and stuff, um, via the Twitter account. Well, there you go. Remind me, if I get hired... At, right. at, at du underscore b s b a l l. That way you can look at all the different you know. Oh, I thought you said, I said graphics. Had Davenport BS. I'm like, wait, hold on. What what Twitter am I not following? I would totally. Uh, that that's a that, that right there. That's a that's student. A, that's, that's a student a, ran that's a burner organization. Account. That's a burner account. <laughs> Welcome to Davenport. Let's say yeah, you're gonna be my right hand guy. Whether you like it or not, you're getting hired next year. Anyways, back to the show we had. Yeah. Uh, so talking about you know. Playoffs and yada yada, wild card and whatever. You're John set, you're Cooper. Set. Everyone, so Alex's segues are going to be dead today. Whatever and yada yada yada. <laughs> um, John Cooper of the Tampa Bay John Lightning. John Cooper. Little Diddy. Sorry, I've never you done that. Need to stop. I have never done that one, and you know what? I'm glad it took me about what five years to actually get her done. No, 2013, six years. Okay, I'm Larry the Cable Guy, get her done. John Cooper of the Tampa Bay Lightning signed a contract extension. Um, Undefi- undefined. Multi-year. Multi-year deal with Tampa Bay Lightning. How many years does Stamkos have left on his contract? Enough. Probably about that. I'm just... No, probably more. But, man, well, Cooper, for coaches... Eh. He, he deserves it. Most certainly, absolutely. Well, here's the... It's the weirdest thing, because we Coach. all... It's the running gag about, you know, the Jack Adams trophy goes to the team that should not be there will be there and you know no jack adams should go to the best coach john cooper is the best coach in the nhl he is taking now okay the it's going to be tough um to see if if they actually do it because you i think with the team that cooper has he has to win the stanley cup if he wants to get the jack adams award um i'm not quite sure i mean bill peters is another one too because calgary just never seen him any, any consistency now they're tops in the pacific I mean, you can look at you can easily look at Rod Brindamore. There's no good reason why you don't look at Rod Brindamore. The wor- funny part is Don Waddell may get may be a candidate for general manager here, even though it's Tommy Dundon in his ear. But man, I just don't. Man, this team is for Tampa. It's like listen, Guy Boucher left the team in shambles. No question about it. This team was not a competitive team. They made it to the game seven of the conference finals, in 2011. On a one-three-one, that does not work today. Even I tried studying a way to figure out to bring it back. Yeah, you, you, it's no. very difficult. The closest you can get to a one-three-one is a trap. 
No, that's the point of it. It's a one through one. It's a trap. But doing it today and trying to modify it the way it was from the '90s till now, it's very difficult. I trust me. I, I had a three hour. I had three hour plane ride to Denver. Three hour ride back to try to figure it out. I'll hire you on as, as my analytics guy. How about that? I am not an analytics guy. I mean, you could <laughs> call anyone else. I am not a Corsi four guy. Okay, I am far from it. I can tell you what to do. I am more like um, I'm more of a strategist. I can see game. I can see the game and tell you what you got to do. That's why I can do a one three one stuff. I cannot tell you what guy should be out there for a one three one because of that. I can tell you how to do it. Anyways, back to John Cooper. He took a team and said, "You know what? Here's the talent we have. We are not a defensive hockey team. We have at the time Marty St. Louis, who eventually yes got traded. He had Vinny Lecavier uh, was gone, but he had Stamkos. They eventually got Kucherov. They brought in talent. Victor Hedman became a big player." They finally got goaltending in Ben Bishop, and then that led to Andre Vasilevsky. He built, he was able to get this team to win. Now, yes, playoff success has not been his forte, but I am, I am, this team is, they have to do it this year for some reason. That when Eiserman leaves, he's going to leave the team in a massive hole. Not necessarily. Contract with money, money wise. Yes, yes. And no. Yes and no. Well, he's not he's he's not GM anymore, so the trading is not his problem anymore. He's literally just going there. I'm like, yeah, hey, here's what I did, and uh, it's gonna be good. But uh, yeah, yeah, you guys down over there a couple years from now, have fun. I'm gonna go up to Detroit or Seattle, whichever happens. But man, by the way, Chris Johnson on Saturday headline said that they may name a general manager this coming summer. Ooh, that's that's in Eiserman's deals up, I think. Yes, it is. Oh boy! Well, that well, that's and why. We, that's Kenny, wh- and don't forget, Kenny Holland's got one more year. Well, yeah, we, I just we, keep we, saying. That. I keep reiterating that just so everyone understands. Like he's gonna be next year. No, he can't, guys. Mary Nelch. Well, will I, not, think, Mary I think Mary Nelch will not fire him. Um, getting back to Tampa, John Cooper. The reason why I think he's had such struggle with the playoffs is he's a specialist at preparing for the next team. That's where his. That's where he reigns supreme. He's able to prepare his team the best he can for the next game. So I think when he's faced with the proposition of um, back-to-backs and stuff, well, back-to-backs are a little bit less of a, you know, less of a problem, but when it comes to playing a game, playing a team four to seven games in a row, yes, yes, well, you, you have a set game plan for the game one. Let's be honest. Tampa's... I want, I, oh, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up real quick the results of each series that they played in the past few years to see if they've won game one well, every have, single time. You have time. to remember, last year was their first year in a couple years. Twenty Between the 2015 final and the 2018 playoffs where they made it to the conference finals, they did, they missed 2016 okay, and 2017. Okay, okay, Don't so, forget. Okay, so here's my question, though. This past go-around, they won the first game of every series, correct? Handedly. No, no. Boston whooped them. Remember, they whipped... They, they, yes, they breezed through New Jersey, and then Boston came in there and beat them, which is where I sent the tweet out and said, you're telling me the Leafs were 20 minutes away from beating the Tampa Bay Lightning? And I said that, and then I a few days later when Tampa beat Boston in five, I said this tweet aged poorly. Okay, so... Well, I, I should say... when it's, I say, It's very hard. When I say playoff success, I mean getting the job done. Getting teams to get the job done. Because it is a long, painful grind. Right. And, don't it, forget, and don't forget, those years they missed the playoffs, Stamkos was injured, Kucherov is, was not an MVP player, and Ben Bishop was pulling his groin every other game. And Victor Hedman was a great defenseman, but that was pretty much it, and Anton Strawman. But now they have a deep decor, they have 
four lines that can score. They have a goaltender who's a Vesna. They have a backup who's riding motorcycles and winning games somehow. This team had, like last year was probably the best team to do it. 2015, I didn't think they had a shot against Chicago. I'm just saying that right now. How they got to six games, mm. I don't know. Last year was their best chance, but they ran to a hot Washington team and a hot Braden Holtby. Vesna caliber, Braden Holtby in the playoffs. Still think he should have won the uh, contest, but that's just me being. I don't think he should. It, mm, man. Anyways, moving, keep moving forward. I just think this team. It just seems like this year, it's this year or bust. But then again, people say that about the '96 Wings when they won 62 games. So maybe next year, Tampa have a good one next year. But man, I just. And it's funny, like when remember we watched the I when I watched the Leafs and Tampa game and cringed and cried and everything. And John Cooper, they were talking about how this team was so prepared despite, you know, like, you know, game in and game out. And so they just super focused. This team knows that they cannot take a game off. Will this team burn out? I said it last week. I'm not quite sure. Is Cooper able to do it? I think, but then again, with Cooper going through all the experiences he had in the last few years, why he got an extension was because he's able to learn. So now he knows that, all right, you win one series, you got to get ready for the next series. You have to win four series. You have to win 16 games and not lose four at a time. Very tough. But he's learning as he's going. This could be the year. This could be the night. Well, they were. I was listening to Hockey Central at noon today. It's night, possible. Night, it was, they're comparing this to the 1977 Habs, where they just walked through the season. Kenny Dryden was sleeping half the darn time, studying for his for his law, getting going for the bar because he's a lawyer. You yeah. Know? But because he didn't have to try, because of course you have Guy Lafleur, Larry Robinson, Guy Lapointe, all those great guys. But the point is, John Cooper earned his contract. Well, yeah. He, Greatly deserved so. He's So earned, I'd say, I'm like, you know what? I got well, he's, a little bit he's of earned tangent. it time and again, just based on regular season I don't alone. Know. It's funny. Look at Regular six, season alone, best coach in the I, world. Two years ago, Alex, before last season, I don't know if you say that. I really don't. Yes, Tampa got within one point of a playoff spot a couple years ago and the Leafs made it by one playoff, one point. But I think three years ago, you don't say it. I think so. But the, last, th- the way the last couple years, the way he's able to get this team to turn around and be like the team that they are, that says something. Time and again, I think he's by, by far one of the best coaches in the world. Absolutely. I think he's he's got phenomenal you know, strategy. He, he knows how to coach players. He knows how to develop a program around he knows how to players. Use, he knows how to use depth players. He does. He knows that's, how to bring up minor the, league players and get them into the lineup and actually have them play, not put them in dumb situations. And you know what the best part is about him? He knows how to adapt to injuries. You know, is this, a, is this us trying to be like Pierre Dorian looking for a new coach except for the Leafs? No. No? Okay. No, because I, I don't think the Leafs should be shopping for a new coach. Anybody that says so, I think they're stupid. I think Mike Babcock has a lot well, of How about hate. this? We'll get to think, well, let's, hold on. Before, before Mike, we get to Babcock, we'll talk about it later when we talk about the rest of the Leafs. We'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. Okay. If you remember. Um, I got it on the list. Uh, you have L.A. on here. What, what do you want to talk about then? Los Angeles Kings! The worst team in the National Hockey League. At least Are in the West. actually, though? Uh, I think they're in lot last in the West. Sorry. Well, okay, excuse me. Well, to be fair, so they have 64 to points. 64, so they're better than Ottawa, who's in last and east. But I'll be honest, Alex. They're re- better than Ottawa, and they're just two points behind Detroit. Would you rather watch, when Ottawa, if you picked a game against Ottawa and L.A., on paper, not knowing the records, you'd pick L.A., right? Just well, looking yeah. at the rosters, the talent on both teams? Uh, maybe. 
Yeah, you'd probably pick. Cause nah, guys, no, maybe. Ottawa has a lot of inexperience. They have good players, but underdeveloped players. I think Ottawa has a lot of upside to them. But the Kings... On like, the ice. They look like they have a current good roster. Jonathan Quick, Drew Doughty. No, Jonathan Quick's a trash goalie. Drew Doughty is a player... Okay, fine. If you send it to just a regular old fan, not someone that knows the stuff like we do, that's always known that Jonathan Quick, his style was never going to last. Sorry, Kings fans. Well, then it depends on who I you're asking. I could have told you after that 2014 Cup. That 2014 Cup was a blessing. Anyways. Well, long. if you're asking the casual fan, they, they'll probably say L.A. just because they've made it farther into the playoffs. More often than Ottawa has. More than Ottawa Correct. Has, because that's what they hear about. And they're like, oh, who's, but, oh, the Red Wings are in the playoffs, so who's in the playoffs? Oh, L.A. Kings? Yeah, I'd take them right. with the Senators. You know what's dumb? People think just because I'd take them with the Senators. It's dumb because people think, because obviously we live here, live here in West Michigan. People come up and be like, hey, did you watch the Wings game last night? Yeah, they no. beat San Jose. Well, I know that because I follow stuff. I'm like, no, I didn't watch it. I was watching the Leafs survive. We'll get to that. But everyone's like, just because just because I'm from here and I watch hockey, people think I'm a Wings fan. I think I need to go on my Leafs tangents where I tour Leafs stuff everywhere now again. Here, no, At here. work is specifically because, my goodness, everyone thinks, oh, you're a hockey fan. Did you watch Wings? No. Why? I think you should pay attention. I do. I just just like it. how I live in Grand Rapids, and ever since I've gotten into the sports management program at Davenport University, um, I've been paying attention more and more to Grand Rapids semi-pro leagues, semi-pro teams. I've been paying attention to the drive. That's something. A G League team. Hey, man. Rap- I've been paying attention. I've known that because Tim and Sid always shout out the Raptors 905. <laughs> the 905. By the hey, way. Hey, Raptors G League champions. Shout out. Raptors 905 versus the. Drive in the first Grand round. Grand Rapids Drive in, in the, first, the first round of the G League playoffs. If I had a Wii, the, if I had. Anywhere. First game is in uh, 905 right now. Mississauga, yep. Mississauga, Ontario. Shout out GR Drive. Shout out Raptors 905. Shout out GR Drive. Let's go. Make me money. Make you money. <laughs> Give me a job. Yeah, so they're gonna hire you at the end of the season, Alex. Makes sense, dude. I would. But LA is just they, a disappointment. Would be an understatement. I remember when we talked to. I always bring it back to John Holmway. We had him early in the season. He was so optimistic that this team with John and the Quick with the guys getting better. You know what? This team could be a better team. They could. You're right. But they aren't. So. They go on a Western Canada road trip, and I'll actually mention Ilya Kovalchuk first before we get to Drew Doughty. Ilya Kovalchuk. I'll let you go on your tangent. Ilya Kovalchuk is not with the team right now in Western Canada. Now, why, you may ask? He's third in the team in points. What's going on? How is this not working out? Well, Rob Blake had met with Ilya Kovalchuk before the team went on their trip and said they got with him and they decided to have him stay home in LA. Stay home, relax. Have a good, just kind of recuperate. Rob Blake said, lack of practice time on this trip than being in Canada and all. Better to stay home and get good work done with our skills and development group, quote, end quote. That's Rob Blake pretty much just saying, yeah, we're going to have him off. And then Kovalchuk came out and said this to the LA Times. Quote, after Willie, by Willie he means Willie Desjardins, the interim head coach of the LA Kings. After Willie came here, I don't have a chance. I play five or six minutes a game. Sitting out hasn't been easy, but the guys are great around the locker room. They support me and say good things. Kovalchuk is still there for over for two years for over $6 million. Are the Kings supposed to be rebuilding right now? No. They weren't. You didn't think this team was going after John Tavares. No. Let's remember Here, that. Here's, here's my perception of the LA Kings right now. 
I think they made a miscalculation. Oh, huge miscalculation. They have so many old they, players. The thinking in Los Angeles from what I'm gathering and from my understanding is that they want they thought with the team that they had before they invested in other players. They could make the playoffs. They could make the playoffs. From there, they added on key pieces or what they perceived to be key pieces well, here's to the- hold on, to be able to progress further into the playoffs than they've had in previous years. So that therefore getting them to their desired conference final. That was they the end. Not, they would not have gotten there. Even, that was even the, with this team. No, that was the end goal. But of, of putting on, bringing on these players is to just get to the Western Conference bring because it back to- that that shows that a they can make it to the playoffs because they've shown that they can before, but they can also go deep into the playoffs, which is very very hard and a very very acquired like, skill. It's funny, like last year they just thought, oh, if we had maybe a couple more, if we had a goal score, we could have gotten through Vegas, which is probably true. But then they have this year. But bringing it back to Kovalchuk here. Willie Desjardins was always a stubborn coach. He didn't work out in Vancouver. He could never really, he couldn't coach a legitimate NHL team. He could maybe get youngsters to play for him, but he doesn't know how to manage veteran players. That's just the problem he's had, okay? They brought him in more or less just kind of steer the ship, get the rest of the season through, and then maybe we'll see how it goes, whether or not they bring him back next year or they find someone else. Now, currently there was whispers, according to Elliot Friedman on his 31 Thoughts, that there may be a possibility of Todd McClellan coming to L.A., maybe a prospect for that. That's just whispers. But Kovalchuk, listen, he's a fantastic player. He's, he can still apparently produce. He's got 60 points in his first year back in the NHL, okay, at his age. Don't forget. He's not a young stud anymore. It's not. This is not 2012, okay? If it was 2012, 60 points would be an under, a bad year, a down year for Kovalchuk. But at this point in his, at this stage in his game, 60 points is not bad. On the team he's playing on, it's not bad. They're saying him home, so clearly there's a rift between him and Desjardins, or Desjardins just doesn't like him. Whether you can consider that too late. You just of, said the same thing twice. What'd I say? There's a rift between him and Desjardins, or Desjardins doesn't like him. Or De, Well, no, maybe it's because Desjardins doesn't like Kovalchuk, whatever. But I'm not saying so that's, that's a rift. You know what I'm saying? But maybe Kovalchuk doesn't like Desjardins. Continue, saying, continue. You know what I'm saying here, okay? With, like I said, four hours is like, it's great. Kovalchuk... And here's the thing. Unfortunately for his age and the amount of money he's going to get paid for two more years, it's like Patty Marlowe. You're not going to be able to move that contract. Not necessarily. It'll be difficult. You can, but you're going to have to offload a lot of cap when you do so. You're the, have the problem to, you're is, have to give... is this, if you're Rob Blake, the, his quote when he say lack of practice time, you're, and like you want to stay home and get work done. What are you trying? You're covering up something here. Not necessarily. Is it lack of effort that Kovalchuk has on the ice? It's not necessarily. He's not showing up to drunk playoff games like he did over in Russia. We can we can tell you that, that right here. No, that was a fact, and you know it. <laughs> that is a fact because he he could he had the ability to. He was a great player in a very not so great league. Putin was his biggest fan. Well, is he probably yeah? Even if, even if he's not you know doing exactly what he's told. Um, but here, here's the, my perception of the LA Kings with regards to Ilya Kovalchuk. We don't know. And since I don't know, I don't want to speculate. I, I think there's there, there's a possibility that there's stuff going behind, going on behind doors in offices. There might be certain perceptions from coaching staff of Ilya Kovalchuk. I'm not sure. I think Rob Blake decided that 
um, Ilya Kulichuk was a solid pickup. I think that's really what it came down to. And, you know, since he's not getting used a certain way, that might be why he's not being, or he's not perceived as very successful because he's only getting five, six minutes a night. Obviously, he has a. it seems like he has a grievance with the amount of minutes that he's getting played uh, because when he was probably brought into this organization, he was told, hey, we want to make you a key part. We want you to be a key part. And sometimes when you get told that and then, oh, yeah, by the way, you get told some, you're doing something else, that kind of sucks. It kind of it makes you you know, question what your real role in the organization is. And, and that, that quite possibly might be what they're doing right now with keeping him home from the trip is just really trying to define who Ilya Kovalchuk is within the LA Kings organization. And then, well, I'm not trying to cut you off immediately, but of course. No, no, right. keep going. Um, then Drew Doughty last night, I said, um, how many times have I said, um, today? I don't know. Too many? Don't care. Should I do a shot for each time I said, um? Uh, no. Oh, you're right, I got work tomorrow. Nonetheless, Drew Doughty, well, LA played Calgary last night. And Drew Doughty was asked for the game, because remember, there's a history with him and Matthew Kachuk with the elbowing and all that kind of mumbo-jumbo. So it makes me kind of wonder. You know, it makes, I mean, obviously, every time you bring it in, you know, Calgary plays LA, Doughty or Kachuk's going to be asked that kind of a question. And it's interesting to, so Doughty, I don't, I don't know if he's getting sick of it or not, or, I mean, he's playing on a very frustrating team, a team that's really struggled. So I'm sure when he gets asked these kind of questions, he probably doesn't like it. He's probably annoyed by it. But that said, Drew Doughty has never been the one to shy away. Don't forget, Drew Doughty was the same person that said he and Eric Carlson, when free agency comes around, they're going to be pretty open. They're going to be pretty open to test the market. But then Drew Doughty signed his eight-year deal, and Eric Carlson went over to San Jose. So who knows with that? Of course, Eric Carlson still a pending UFA as of now. Remember that, folks. But when asked about Matthew Kachuk, Drew Doughty said, quote, no respect for him. None. Uh, excuse me. Can I try to... Can I, I got to try to say it with no two front teeth. Uh, uh, no respect for him. No. <laughs> he get, he's right in Dangerfield. I get no, res- I'll I get no, no respect res- for him. None. I respect everyone. Okay, sorry. Uh, Drew Dye said, quote, No respect for him. None. I respect everyone else. I'll never talk to him off the ice. He's not respected by most of the people in the league. It's not just me. That's just a fact. Um... And you know what? I, I take that comment, and I think he's not wrong. Oh, I get it. It's Kachuk's game. Like, okay, if you're telling me how many players respect Brad Marchand, how many players legitimately, legitimately, Alex, not just say, oh, he's a good hockey player, he's a tough player. No, legitimately look at Brad Marchand and say that they respect him. Not many. Oh, uh, there's probably a few. Because you also have to resp- Here's the thing about Kachuk. He has a... Kachuk plays, Matthew plays Dowdy four times a season. He plays Marchand twice. Correct. <laughs> Uh, Kachuk has the rivalry with Doughty. So just because of just previous, based off that history, the history, yeah, correct. So that's like saying, oh, what's, uh, you know, yeah, what? that's what happens when you. Hey, out, that's what it's, happens. It's March twenty sixth. Let's bring it up. That's like asking Darren McCarty what his respect level is for Claude Lemieux. Claude Lemieux, who is a who was a chippy player. Who also a very skilled chippy who player. is a very skilled chippy Cons player. Conn trophy winner. Exactly. Very solid player. Kind of like a Marchand. Except bigger. Except <laughs> very bigger. Very bigger. Here's, again, here's oh my goodness. 
It's huge. <laughs> it's, it's a huge player. It's huge. Huge player. Y-U-G-E. Huge. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. Talking about, yeah. So there's the rivalry aspect of it. So from there, he's already going to lose respect because he has that animosity towards him. And in the case of Matthew Chuck by himself, he doesn't have a very dense profile in the NHL. He's got a limited number of games compared to other players that are more well-respected. So I think... This is only his third year in the league, don't forget. Right. So I think as Drew... You know what? I think Drew Doughty and Kachuk, it'll be something that'll go on for more and more years. Here's my problem. But at the same time, Drew Doughty at the end of the day, after all is said and done, probably maybe after he retires or what have you, he will look at Matthew Kachuk and be like, you know... He played I didn't really like well, the kid. I didn't really like the kid, but I have to respect what he did. Obviously, look in the future, but look at the now. I'm just let's let's go back to that game last night. I, some of the people out, obviously, in the Eastern Seaboard don't like to. They don't want to stay up late, so they didn't watch the game. Eastern bias, we get it. That's not Eastern bias. That's just called well, yes. wine. To, it's called wine to sleep. No, it's an Eastern bias because everything's you know Listen, in, if, e- in Eastern Standard Time. If I didn't, if I didn't have to get up at six a.m., I'd Los say, Angeles versus Calgary Flames game at ten p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Actually, no, it'd be nine o'clock in Alberta. No, no, yeah, nine, nine o'clock in Alberta. Alberta. No, nine o'clock here in the because games in Alberta. Because when was the game? Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock cent- local time. It's Mountain Time in Alberta. So nine o'clock. Well, yeah. was was the, was the game in Calgary? Yeah, if it was in LA, yes, ten o'clock. Yeah, but, but going back to it, I thought the game was in LA. Like, but here's the thing: Dowdy says this stuff. He runs his mouth, and then during the game, there was a part where Kachuk didn't run him; he hit him. He pin, he came down point. Dowdy pinched, and they ran to each other. And Dowdy, while backpedaling, gives him a couple of whacks. Why? Yeah, because they don't like each other. That's fine, but do something then. If you have no respect for him. Either A, don't acknowledge him on the ice. That's one way to disrespect players. Another, like like Ron Hainsey did last night against Florida, against whatever the heck his name is. Nobody knows who he is. But have you have the chance to teach the kid a lesson? Do it. This, this is I, I, I understand Dowdy's not a fighter. He's not a big fighter. No. He's a tough player, but he's not a big fighter. But that's a prime opportunity to teach a kid a lesson. And if you are, if you, I understand. Are you afraid of him? Are you afraid of Matthew Kachuk? No, I th- that's a legitimate question we should be asking here. I understand what you say. No, from just on the looking out on the outside no. of it. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I have a different perception of it. I'll, I'll let you continue and I'll but say my piece. You, if you have a chance to, you don't respect the player, and you have a chance to hit a guy. You're telling me that Nazem Kadri, if he didn't have a one-on-one chance where Brad Marchand would actually man up and fight, you think Kadri would do it? Absolutely. Right. I, th- I think, and going off or oh, actually, let's so think, one last thing here. That's what I'm saying. Dowdy. Has had a clear opportunity to at least drop the gloves. Kachuk is going to fight. Kachuk would fight. Yeah. Brady fights. Is there another Kachuk waiting in the wings? He'd fight too. Matthew could... Br- Keith, Keith Kachuk would come from the stands and fight if he wanted to. Who cares? <laughs> Kachuks are tough guys that can play and fight. And they're all, all left-handed. Keith. Yeah. Good old Keith. My goodness. Remember those Coyotes days. Let me tell yeah. you. But... I'm just saying that was a great opportunity for Dowdy to do something. I don't... Okay, but here, here's my here's my two cents, if you will. You have two cents? Man, it's more I got paid today. <laughs> I didn't get paid today. Um, you got paid in love, compassion, and experience. That's what you're going to put on your resume. No, I... I, I you what? got the old college. Here's what you're going to get. Experience. Yeah, Does that basically. translate to dollars? No! Yeah, basically. Um, 
I think Dowdy does have respect for him. I think Dowdy respects the fact. Is this a wait? You're telling me this is a Capulet Montague type of thing? I think so. I hate you, but man, that Juliet man, she's hot. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I think what it really comes boils down this to is, is, this a is bromance? if if. No, <laughs> no, it's a bro- definitely not. Is this a good bromance? Just underlying tension that we're missing out on here. Sorry, go ahead. I think Dowdy sees Kachuk as his equal. That's what I think the level of respect is. I don't think Dowdy doesn't necessarily respect him as like, oh my goodness, he's a great player. You know, he's a model citizen. Yada yada blah blah blah. I think he respects him on the basis of he's a hockey player. He does what he does effectively, and if. If they were to fight, it would be a matchup. Oh, I'd love to see that fight. Here's the problem. Dowdy doesn't fight. No, he doesn't fight. I don't know why. So, he, so he doesn't have any teeth to lose. I think I think Dowdy respects him in the fact that he doesn't want to get his he does fight. recognize him. He doesn't he want to knows get the last when, four teeth kicked in, yeah. He knows when Kachuk's on the ice. And when they're both on the ice, they go after each other. That the, the level of respect in that is the fact that there's the recognition there. Like, for, for me, for instance, when I used to play lacrosse for Northview, I knew when Forest Hills Eastern was on the schedule. I asked... At yes, the, because you could read. No, no, no. I, I, w- I would ask my coaches, when are we playing Forest Hills Eastern? Look at the schedule, Kill Or Keel. Sorry, they called you Keel. No, they called me Keel because you want to know why? They're smart. And I told... And then when, when they asked me what my last name was, I corrected I gave them. up. I corrected school. them. That was... Uh, you have 200 people asking and calling you Keely Mays. You know what? Screw it. I'm not even bother trying to correct him. You're right. And you know what? There's too many people that know me by my, how I pronounce my last name. Sorry, Dad. Needless to say, because it was because of the fact I didn't like them. I didn't. So I respected Forest Hills Eastern because I didn't like them. I respected the fact that they earned my attention. Forest Hills Eastern, folks, for all I don't know, in West Michigan's a really good lacrosse program. Northview is meh. Northview is a, a decent program. They they definitely Man. have a lot of graduates that go on to college programs. However, Forest Hills Eastern also played dirty. They were a dirty team, and that's I respected the fact that they were good at being dirty, and they were good at getting away with it. So the the fact that I recognize them, just how Drew, Drew Doughty recognizes Kachuk, is a form of respect. It's not outright respect like people are normal to, but it's a form of respect. That's my perception of it. I don't want to say if it's a lack of respect, but, of course, Drew Doughty was asked probably about the Norris conversation before the game as well. Drew Dono deserves it. Mark Giordano, he's certainly a candidate. He's having an incredible year. He has 72 points. Mark Giordano. And so, so let me just say, he was so Doughty was asked about him, and he said Giordano has 72 points, and he plays good defense. And then he said a couple other things, and then he just, out of the blue... Unmitigated, no reason in particular. I don't think it was out of the blue, but continue. I wasn't mentioned, but he said Bruce Burns, Brent Burns of the San Jose Sharks, you know, Grizzly Adams. Who lost to Detroit, by the way. You're just going to keep pumping that one, aren't you? I'm but going wait, to. was Aaron Dell or Martin Jones in that? I'm going to keep pumping it. Oh, you're wearing, yeah, you're wearing your little shark shirt here. But Burns gets beat three, or, beat three times a game, literally, and everybody has him up for the Norse. I just don't get it. Is Dowdy just salty? Is Dowdy salty that his team's in last place and you know, the Sharks are still second in the Pacific magically? I think Drew Despite da- with, like I said, bad goal... Like, okay, you have that bad of goaltending and Brent Burns is the top defenseman on that team. 
Put think- two and two together, Dowdy. You're getting punked by a third-year player. <laughs> I'm just saying right now. I think Brent... Save your boat. Drew Doughty, kind of like you're talking, he might be, he might just be salty. I think after you lose a few teeth, you kind of considered yourself the grizzled vet of grizzled vets. Because James Neal sitting up in the press box, like I don't know how I feel, Doughty. Dan Doughty is a good player. He's a great player. North. You need to get those caps. Dan Doughty North. Needs to get his caps in. I talked. Oh no, of course, don't forget. Remember, I talked to James Neal's brother, Michael Neal, in my latest post on the ECHL about him being a firefighter. Yeah. That's an outlet. Got to plug that. <laughs> for Pete's sake. But, no, but I'm just saying, it's like... Why don't, you take a, why don't you take a trip to Battle Creek with me? We'll go watch some hockey. You, no. I'm not allowing you that platform for this. <laughs> I mean, I might. I'm not allowing this platform, <laughs> no. But, long story short, I just... Why? Are you mad that he's... Listen, Dowdy's done it. He's won Norris. He's won two Stanley Cups. He's won gold medals. He's done everything you can do in this ho- in, the, in this game. I don't remember if he won a World Junior or not. I think he did. He was in, I think that was during that five-peat. Mm-hmm. Long story short, or excuse me, around that time. But he's got stuff to say, and people that give him platform to do it, or he's going to he talk. Is he mad that he's not? What? I mean, I understand. Like I said, he's, he a, might he's a respected player in this game, but what are you trying to prove telling that Brent Burns isn't a good defenseman? I, I th- what, what are you going to accomplish? Are you going to sway the Pro Hockey Writers Association? I think he's just a very, very loud version of Nicholas Lidstrom. No, because Nicholas Lidstrom, well, yeah. Well, I don't think... Because Nicholas Lidstrom was quiet, reserved, and he only said things when he absolutely needed to. That's why he was a good captain. And he was a great captain. Great The same reason why Drew Doughty will not be a great captain. That's why he was never picked captain. That's why Sutter never picked him, and John Stevens saw that and said, I'm I'm not going to allow it. Because he has... And Desjardins has no idea what he's doing. Drew Doughty is too much of a personality. Exactly. And that's why he's talking about Kachuk, who is a hot... Topic. Not, I mean, the, skin, not, honest, the, not the skinny jeans that make it cold in the middle of winter. Let's be honest. No, Alex we're talking Alex about NHL.com highlights. But, no, Kachuk is a hot topic. Giordano being in the race for the Norris, being one of the top candidates, is a hot topic. Brent Burns being in the talks for being a Norris that team is, is so a bad hot with goaltending. They have the worst goaltenders in the league. Right. The best worst so, goaltending team. So, so what? Carolina, no offense, Alex, has so a better the reason than why Drew Doughty is talking about because the reason why Drew Doughty is talking about it is because it's a hot topic. And because he's a respected member of the hockey community and he's a respected player, so he's in a, he's, he has his own views on it. And when you so people, gonna, if you put a microphone in some in front of somebody who wants to talk, a.k.a. what we do to ourselves, putting microphones in front of our faces, they're going to talk. I just... <laughs> I'm just saying, Burns. That's why I love. That's why Burn. I love doing lacrosse games with you, Tyler. Because if you give me a platform to talk on, I'm gonna talk. I don't usually. By the talk, way, if I don't play usually you're doing the don't. games because I need you to do men's lacrosse games. Just saying, no offense. Yeah, potentially. But I'm just saying. He says, you know, Burns gets beat three times a game. Dowdy's getting beat five or six times a game. I don't know what his problem is. That's all I'm gonna say. I think. I think. He's I'm gonna just end talking. with that. He's just talking. Good. Let him talk. Um, Put your money where your mouth is. I mean, he's got a lot of it. Do you think he's salty see. that inside with Toronto? They didn't wait it out. Eh. Of course, then again, the Leafs would be in cap. I mean, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure he's more upset that the fact that uh, Carlson didn't go to L.A. Johnny Carlson? Oh. Eric. Oh, that too. Because they're buddies. One of the right-handed defensemen named Carlson. Yeah. Um, let's move it on a little bit. Uh, you, okay, as a goaltender, Tyler. Yes. You have had a loving relationship 
for Roberto Longo for a long time now. Yes. Strombone you, one. Yep. At Strombone one. You have, you know, followed his career. You've, you know. I, 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 wear, I wear white pads because of him. Correct. Plain white, sour cream white pads because of him. Sour cream white. It's wonderful. I hate sour cream, but I'm just saying. Sorry. So when I posted my first pair of white pads, someone commented, sour cream white. I'm like, yeah. Sounds about right. Um, I've seen milk darker than my pants. Four decades old, Roberto Luongo. Well, about to be four decades. About to be. Um, I'm I'm just going to read it off the script here. Is it time for Roberto Luongo to retire? It's tough. Okay, hold on, hold on. I want to get a yes or no answer from you. Well, I talked about it earlier this year. give Give me a second. I'll get to it. I, we talked about it this season. Somehow Luongo, remember the legend was the Fountain of Youth was somewhere the off Fountain the coast of, of Florida? Yeah. Well, Luongo was pretty darn close to that area. He dragged a, he took a Florida Panthers team to a division title. Remember, Alex. Without the help of James Reimer. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Florida goaltenders, man. I mean, too bad James is hurt, but by the way, happy bladed birthday, James Reimer. Good luck on the second kid on the way. Oh, for Pete's sake. Continue. If there's, okay, if there's a goaltender... Roberto Luongo! <laughs> Sorry, okay. But, yuck, yes. Because here's the problem. He's got too much money right now to be going elsewhere to, to contend for a cup, and I just think, you know what? Father Time is right behind him, and he's poking him with a stick, saying, eh, I'm coming for you. Listen, well, let, let's... It, and it's funny, it's always great when teams come to Toronto because it is the me- not just the mecca of hockey, but the media mecca that it is. Mm-hmm. So when players come up here, there are always questions. And, and Elliot Freeman brought up in his 31 Thoughts, of course, and there was talk on pod on shows today all over Sportsnet, TSN, whatever, just because he came up. And he was talking before the game, and, and he said, quote, I can see that Florida is considering bringing in someone else, i.e. Sergei Bobrovsky. He yep. said, I'm turning 40 next week. This season has been very difficult. We've got six games left after. We'll sit down, myself and the team, and figure this out. End quote. You know, I'd love to see Luongo play, but you know what? I think it's time. It's time. I love him. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yep. You're right. He, he's, he's a gold medal winner. Didn't win a World Junior Championship. Darn. Was one game away from a Stanley Cup champ. He was one game away from winning a World Junior Championship. One win away from winning the Stanley Cup. You know what? He may not be as decorated as some other goaltenders. Never won a Vesna. Never won the Jennings. But still, he's played the second most games in the history among goaltenders. Actually, you know what? Now that now that you think now that you mention it, I don't. Uh, I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll be a Hall of Famer teacher. Okay, no, we're not going to do this, Alex. You doesn't want a cup tie. You know what? Chris Hodgkin won three. You know how many Hall of Fame bits he's had? Zero. He doesn't have it on one voter's list, which is stupid. Pathetic. He, he should have made it. Hey, Cassie, should be in it. I'll call up Cassie Cowan Pascal. She's on the board now. I can make a run for <laughs> both Osgood and Luongo. Uh, same I, year, same year. Back I to back. He, back in, even in the induction ceremony. Go, he will go down in history. He'll go in the Hall. Regardless of whether or not he goes in the Hall Over of Fame. Over 400 games, mo- second most games one played. Of the, one of the best, if not top five best Literally goalies. Literally took go- Marty Berdur's job away from him in the Olympics and won Canada. Well, of course, then again, that Canada was, it's Team Canada, it's super team. But yeah. 
I think he'll be one of the best goalies ever to never win a Stanley Cup. There's a lot of that. And There's that, a that, lot of those guys. And you know what? And it it it's 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 rough because that's that's the childhood dream. Felix Potvin. Well, okay. it's it's the childhood dream of winning the Stanley Cup. I think that, well, that's probably better than Felix. Potvin. Obviously, for, for for children when they're growing up as hockey fans, they they want to win the Stanley Cup with their home team. And obviously, Roberto Luongo never did. Never ne- did. Never played for. Him. Never played for the home team. And I don't know if he's uh, going to play tonight because he came in so early in last night's game where Florida just got throbbed. Well, uh, they got throbbed defensively, but offensively they right themselves. We'll get to that in a second. But, but he, I, I think so. I think I think it's time for uh, Roberto Luongo. It's time for James to get the starting job again. Let's go. No, he's going to be Reimer 2.0. He's going to drag that underperforming team. To the, actually, who am I kidding? Underperforming. They had the best offense in the league. <laughs> Joke's on you. James Reimer's going to Columbus. Well, yeah, for Sergey Bobrovsky. Exactly. Well, Sergey Bobrovsky will be free. He's going to get the starting job in Columbus. With Jonas Corposal. <sighs> you sure we can't f- trade, him to f- trade with Florida and have him re- trade Hutchinson back to Florida and have them retain James Reimer? Yeah. Uh-huh. No? Okay. I can dream, right? Freddie and James. I mean, you know, good starter. And James doesn't James doesn't need to be the starter. He needs to play. We stop that. <laughs> Slapping. Epic mouth sounds, my friend. Gosh almighty. Well, going from one end of the rink last night to the other, Frederick Anderson won last night. He did. Somehow. Because he's Freddie. No, because Leif scored seven goals. Because he's Freddie. How many? Okay, can you, I'll, can you pull up the stats from last night's game, Alex? Or, uh, just go on NHL and look, sure. up, look up the stats. Because I want to know how many shots Florida had. Because there were not many. The Leafs brutally outplayed Florida. But Frederick Anderson last night just looked, and it was a rough game. He was getting ran into by the Panthers. He had getting ran into by Ron Hainsey. He just looked, he looked like either sick, injured, dying of some weird disease. I guess that counts under sick. He just looked awful last night. Probably the worst I've seen him look since probably the Winnipeg Jets game where Line A scored three goals. Okay, I have the box score up. What do you want? Uh, shots for Florida. Shots for Florida, 36, uh, 37 for the Maple Leafs. 36? 36 to 37. Holy cow. It was like 23 or the third. Then again, Florida really poured it on towards the end. But I, And Freddie made a couple big saves early in that game, too. And it was a weird game because it was 4-2 after one and five two after two and of course Tavares had four goals and Hyman got his twentieth and Riley put up two points and everyone was scoring except for the fourth line it seemed like. But man, is he hurt? I listen. I know they're not. I know the back. Well, in, in the Lou days, these injuries would be swept on the rug. But Freddie has played injured this season before, and he's admitted to it. Remember December? He said he took a few games off before the All Star break because he said he was hurt. And he'd been playing hurt since December. I listen. You have Philly and Ottawa coming up. Yes, I know what happened against Ottawa last a couple weeks ago. Six two. I didn't trust me. I know. I watched the whole stinking thing, Steve Dangle. I watched all three periods, Steve Dangle. And Brian five or six was probably having a ball with about as much vodka. Get as to he your would. point, please and thank you. Sit him. If he's hurt, but you're also playing for home ice advantage. No, you're not. You're not catching Boston. Boston could lose, even if Boston loses every single game. I'm sorry. 
I, you're not catching. You just get ready for it. Just at this point, you're preparing yourself. You're preparing yourself for Game Seven in the TD Garden, if you can get there. If okay. you can even win three games. Okay. But sit Frederick Anderson. I said it after the Philadelphia game, after that Philly game where he allowed five goals, even when they won against Philly. I said sit him the next week. Just sit him. Just sit him. He needs a mental break. Clearly needs a physical break. You have Philly and Ottawa. Let Sparks play. Let Sparks play. Just let it. Just let him relax, please. This team is going. This team needs Frederick Anderson. This team cannot win with Garrett Sparks. No offense, but they will not win with Michael Hutchinson. And who else? Cascaswell. Yeah, no, that ain't gonna happen. And it's too late to get Calvin Pickard back off waivers because Calvin Pickard, despite Arizona losing a couple games, they're still in a playoff hunt. You need to sit Frederick Anderson. Long story short, I don't if he's hurt, sick, whatever. I don't care what it is. Dubis has to go down and say Babcock. Like, listen, I understand you want him at peak shape. If you want him peak shape, fine. Have him play Tampa. Have him play Montreal those last two games of the season. Have him play in Long Island. Sit him this week. The rest of this week. Give him a week off, please. Well, it's fun that funny that you mentioned that because if I can pull it up, um, the singing segue. The singing segue. Hey. Trying to fill time by singing yeah. off key. I'm going to fill some time with some singing on key because I make the key. That was, I was, a, I was, that was a dip. I was literally going to say, I'm like, boy band. I'm like, you're looking, you're trying to go for JT there. So I'm like, yeah, you sound like a boy band singer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> our, <laughs> our buddy, not really our buddy, he's just, just a guy that we like, you know, listening to mark masters of tsn mark Masters, sorry um wrote an article just yesterday um march 25th for those of you that are uh paying attention so before the game i take it actually after the game oh he was writing it after the game how the leafs are going to be you know considering resting their veterans um for the rest of the season except patty marlowe because including patrick marlowe that's a con- there's a f- I want to be on a so final. He, so Gosh. he made he made note that John Tavares went down after a, taking a hard cross check um, from to the back from Rangers defenseman Mark Stahl. And okay, the- so this probably could have been before because of the fact that, that happened on Saturday. Well, it, potentially. So you obviously don't you want you do not want. John Tavares, out with a back injury. So, obviously, you're going to want to rest him. You just don't want him getting hit from behind. So, you have... Is it too late for Colton Orr to make a comeback? No. Um, and he also notes mentions that in the past, Mike Babcock has st- sidestepped the issue of load management by saying... No kidding! <laughs> his focus and that of the team was on securing a playoff position. And now, since a playoff position is majorly... Clinched. You literally have to win. I think not well, I, not, they, not mathematically cur- currently to date, but I think you as have to of win one more as of the Monday morning presser that Mike Badcock had, he seemed quote open to the idea of resting some veterans. He said it's a conversation you can have with them for sure. Uh, if you're in a spot you want to be in, and you you can do that. I've had lots of veterans over the years, and I've had lots of different discussions. I've had guys even want to play back to backs before they go in because depending on when you start, Wednesday or Thursday, there's a good break anyway. 
when, By the you're way, not used. If Toronto wins one more game, Montreal loses one more game, Toronto gets it. Okay. You're not used to that much time off, or you're not used to that much time off. So we'll just talk to them and make that decision based on their needs or what their needs are and how they feel and what their health is like. So when you're talking about players like Frederick Anderson, Patrick Marlowe, Ron Hainsey, John Tavares, uh, I would consider Jake Muzzin to be in that bracket as well as quote unquote veterans on well, the Callie veterans Rosen, of the team. Callie and I'm Rosen's not supposed to be called up this weekend for Ottawa, supposedly. Correct. So you have these players that Mike Babcock is going to be talking to within the next couple days here about okay, what 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 do you need me to do? Do I need to have Dubas call up a guy? What, what what do I what do I need to do to facilitate what you need for me to make sure that we do good in playoffs? Bob McKenzie made a real good point last night during the one of the intermission. I think what was, was Bob's point? He said, "When did it become load management? Can we just call it rest? Like it's like you know a much simpler word. It's like calling because, Tyler. It's like calling shell shock, post traumatic stress disorder, load management. It's called rest. It's called sleep. Because Tyler, things evolve." Things evolve. We're gonna make things, things evolve. We're gonna make words longer. We're gonna make phrases longer. We're gonna make this little nice simple word rest and elongate it to load management. The workload management. They couldn't even get it that can't make it that longer. Workload management for the average player. I mean, if you think about it, they you do it for everything. It's, Lingo evolves. It's I, I mean, think about the one thing that you hate when people say the R word. Yes. It's evolved. So has load management. Things evolve, so, so the lang- the language evolves. Did you know? Fun fact: S's used to look like F's. What? Oh my goodness! It was an a S with like a middle. dash through the middle. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, Capital T's used to have traditionally a dash through the middle. Now they don't. Things evolve, and so does. And they used to have a little loop to it. Actually, they still do. If you still type stuff in, it still has a loop. Things evolve, Lower and so does the game. So I think. Back when, um, you know, back when there was, you know, less, it was more on, you have your team of NHL players, and that that's that's who you're playing. You're going to play with them every single night, um, and if, you, if you're bringing someone up, it's like one or two people. That's it. It's it. Well, okay, the Leafs, it's not like the Leafs of 2016 when they brought up all the rookies just because. Right. So. They'll bring up a couple pieces if you need to. You have players in wait in the wings. I mean, Marinson played last night. Didn't play, exactly. Didn't so play since the game. since the Toronto Maple Leafs are such a deep organization, they have the ability. Unless you ask Mike Babcock, but we went over that already. They ha- okay. <laughs> he knows that they're deep, except for he wants to use what he's got. He's been no, given. No, he, he wants to use what he wants to use. Yes. He's, he asked for certain things of Kyle Dupas and of Lou Lamorello, and he's like, I want my team. I want what I want, and I'm a coach, and I'm going to be coaching this team, and I want what I want. So he's going to take what he wants, and he's going to coach that team. He's going to do exactly what his plan is because if you, take, if you have a coach with a plan and then you give him pieces that don't align with that plan, you're not going to be successful. That's the relationship with a head coach and a general manager. That's where I think Mike Babcock is going to be either very successful in this playoff run or not very successful because of personnel and the relationship with Mike, with head coaching and general managing. I was talking to a guy, a colleague at work, and he's a he's actually he's a hockey player. He's play hockey. He's a Wings fan and stuff like that. So 
being in West Michigan, that's pretty common to be a Leafs or a Wings fan. Go right. Ahead. I mean, we discussed it earlier. But the the thing I mentioned to him, he's like, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do, if Blasio's going to resign or not, da 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 I'm like, you know what? What if you're ready to forget Mike Babcock to be your coach again? And he's like, what? Because I said the assumption, I'm like, you know what? If this team can't beat Boston again, I don't know if Babcock's coach again. I'm sorry. I love Babcock. I have his socks. He's on my ankles whenever I'm doing broadcasting like that. Bab socks. But I cannot... It, you cannot count it out. If this team looks bad again against Boston, does not win a series, does not win that first-round series, Toronto could be looking for a new coach. I am serious. This isn't me just panicking over nothing. This has been building. Building for months and long periods of time. Even when the Leafs were winning, you know, I'm like, yeah, that wasn't a great call by Babcock on that play. He's just done things time and time again that's just been mind-boggling for me. And it completely reminds me to go back and look and say, you know what? When Litchum was on the team, the Wings were pretty good. After that, uh, what were they? A talent team that could make the playoffs. And I say it before, I'll say it again. That team, the Wings only won one playoff series under Babcock. Which, by the way, that team that won the Cup in 08-09 was pretty much a team that was already there before Babcock. Just remember that, okay? But, moving on. I don't know. I don't see it. I think Toronto... Had, oh, there's gonna be dude. The Toronto, I think Toronto. The Toronto media. I'm not talking about media. I don't. Nuts. I don't care about the Toronto media. I'm not in that position yet. I don't have to care about them. Keyword yet. You'll never be near the Toronto media. No offense. A, you're American. B, and you just you're not gonna want to be. Says you. I'll work at it. I will. Hey, I would love to get into that. You talk about dog eat dog kind of world. That is. That sounds like fun to me. I think Toronto's invested too much in this coach to just give him up like that. How long has he been a Maple Leafs coach? This would be his fourth season. Four seasons. He's got, you're two, more, tell he's me, got two more after this. You're going to sell the entire ship. No. Just get rid of the coach. Get a new one in. No, 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 no. no. Kenny Hitchcock. No. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna bring Mike Babcock, a Canadian coach who has coached for Hockey Canada before, to the Hockey Mega Mecca. You said Mega. Mecca, excuse me. A mega to, hockey market, yes. Yes, the mega hockey market. The Mecca of hockey. And you're gonna, you're just gonna, four years now, first two years, that's not his fault. That's personnel issue. No, the first year. Second year they made the playoffs. Okay, second year they made the, no, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm talking about the first two years. First year, they weren't making the playoffs, no matter what. Second year, why did you not go deep into the playoffs? Because they were young. They were young. That's a personnel issue. Rookies. That's not a personnel issue. That's a personnel issue. It's not. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. They've got in there. They got there. And Curtis McElhinney got there. But they weren't experienced enough. Yes, Curtis, not so backup any. Anymore. Anymore. Not so backup anymore. Third year, how'd that end up? No, to, I was at, that was not, that's not a rhetorical question, Teach. How they end up tied? Not good. Not good. Okay. Is that necessarily? I bad was co- so mad that after necessarily- that game, Alex. I didn't even drink. Is that necessarily Babcock? That should explain to you. Is that, that necessarily Babcock's fault? 
Because you have to remember, Babcock is that only... That whole game, I can't even, I can't even go back. That whole game. Okay. That whole game was just a whole kit and caboodle of just, I can't... From, I don't, from it what, was everyone's fault. From, it was everyone from whoever's the head of the board of MLSE down to from the, the down to the Orlando Celebrities. Sample was, size. Everyone's fault. From the sample size I saw from focusing just on last year and this year, I don't see it as a coaching problem. I think but look I look at the way he's coached. Justin Hall's finally looking all right. Yes, because but, he's but finally he's, playing. He's coaching in a very, very disorganized S- team. Disor- disorganized. No, he's stubborn. No, it's not. Stubborn. He, he's Mike Babcock is a coach that likes consistency. He likes consistently winning. That's what he likes doing. He likes making sure that but everything... But it's not a sprint, Babcock. It's, it's not a... necessarily... No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about it being a sprint. When he's... He's in an organization right now where there's a lot of graduates which came in that second year of him being a coach for the Leafs, and he also has players that could graduate... They could have graduated last year. They could have graduated this year. You know? And he's, he's trying to deal with these players. It's simpler for a coach to be able to deal with 21 guys. And then you tell them, okay, here's 20 more guys. Play them. It's hard for an organization as a whole with a very, very deep AHL team to be able to consist, have the same consistent progress or the same consistent outcome of games when you have different personnel on the ice. That's why... Unless you're Tampa Bay, apparently. Or unless you're... No, because Tampa Bay doesn't really change a whole lot. Are you kidding me? They've had injuries all the time. They have injuries, Rick but... Tockett is is somehow coaching the Arizona Tucson Roadrunners Coyotes to a possible playoff spot. Okay, so... Don't the... tell me that just because players come in and out that a team cannot win. It's difficult, though. That's what I'm saying. It requires a certain type of coach. Arizona doesn't have any talent. There's no talent on that team. There's Galchenyuk. BS, they don't have talent. And some of Darcy and the resurgence of Darcy Kemper. If they didn't have talent, they wouldn't be gunning for one. Yes, they have. Okay, but you're telling me, though, but that team with that little bit of talent, that minute, you're you're telling me there's prospects in Tucson. Okay, here's here's what I'm going to say. You're telling me Tucson has talent. If Mike Babcock deserves to get replaced, so is John Cooper. That's what I'm saying. John Cooper's actually won he, a playoff series in this last half decade. Okay, but you know what? Toronto went against who? A super... A three... One... They the, went against Boston. They, they went against who did, the... They went who against did Tampa the beat? The Bergeron line. Who did Tampa beat? The Bergeron... Yeah, right. They beat the Bergeron line and Jake DeBrusque. That team is now better. Who did Tampa beat? Boston. They beat Boston. Yes. Okay. So that's the one thing that John Cooper has that Mike Babcock doesn't. So what you're John ta- Cooper's actually been to a Stanley Cup final since after the 2013 lockout. That's not his. That's not Babcock's fault. He was after. You're right, Nick Lidstrom. After, you're right, Nick after, Lidstrom was too old and retired. It wasn't his fault. You're right. Nick Lidstrom retired. Hendrick Dotsuk got Dotsuk left. Zetterberg wasn't the same player as he used to be. He, and Justin Ablicator was signed for 25 years. There wasn't a super huge system under him like he does with the Marlies right now. And the, mean, players, the Griffins won two have won two Calder Cups. Well, excuse me, they won one when he was there. And how many players did they trade? Peter. Trade? Trade. 
Since then? Well, okay, Peter Mrazek left last year. No, I'm talking about in those teams. How many players have, the, have they traded or gotten rid of out of the system? A lot. Those pl- Half of those, if not three-fourths of, of those players, are not in the system anymore. Yeah, it's because of because either either they got but they got traded recently. they got graduated and then were traded, or they were just let go because they were AHL contracts. My point. Mike Babcock deserves to keep his job until at least his contract is through. From there, that's when you assess something. You like know what? This. Fine. If they make it a seven-game series again, not for my emotional well-being because that'll be ruined. But if they make it a seven games, sure. But if they get beat, like the way I'm dreading right now, they're not going to get beaten in four. Well, they not won't. four. They'll win one game. They're not going to get beaten in five. They're at least taking it to six games. I, f- I just this. This is what Dubas need, has done. Everything. This is what needs to happen. Dubas Toronto has done everything he can. Dubas has done everything he can to give Babcock the tools for this team. He went out. And persuaded John Tavares. To come and you know he's trying. He traded to get a defense, a capable top four defenseman, and Jake Muzzin to deepen the decor. Yes, let him see. Let let's You're right. see yes. what happens. You're right. Yes, he let McElhenney and Pickard walk. Has that been the worst thing that he's done? Kinda. Yes. Yeah. That's the one thing. The one thing is you. Okay, you're back. Goaltending. Goaltending. Literally. It's clearly not needed. Look at San Jose. <laughs> the goaltender is the equivalent of a quarterback on a team. Yeah, but the goaltender only playing. Has he played twenty games yet, Sparks? I mean, hopefully he will. And out of of those games, how many has he won? He's got a winning record still. Hey, Craig Billington went under five hundred, and Patrick Waugh still left Colorado the cup. Needless to say, we need to move on because I'm tired and I got stuff to do. Anyway, yes, Uh, uh, finally Chris posted the lacrosse stats from Sunday's game. It's Tuesday, by the way, folks. Because you know, club lacrosse. Yeah. Um, Bobby Nicholson. Do we want to talk about that? I think we should because it's kind of recent. It's actually a little bit late, but I don't. Uh, I don't want to talk about it too much because I. I don't. Really I guess know. it has been beaten to the ground. Well, let's just quick say Tobias Reader plays for Edmonton. Edmonton Oilers. Not a, not the biggest player, but Bob Nicholson for some reason called him out at a season ticket holders meeting. More executives thinking they can put their nose in stuff. Not quite calling people pieces of you know what like Dallas. Nonetheless, just another dumb executive shooting his mouth off. Great stuff. Stuff that they think doesn't leave the room. Ah, yes, we're with our season stuff. ticket holders here. We're, we're all, we're all going to be quiet we're, about we're that. We're all friends here. Wait, he called him what? <laughs> we're all friends here. Tobias Rita, piece of crap. All right, anything. We're uh, not going to sign him. So, He's by awful. the way, the bonuses this year for being a season ticket holder are as follows. You'll get Merchandise. Half, you, get half the pr- you get half the price of season tickets next year because we will still suck. Connor McDavid is still uh, Edmonton Oilers, by the way. That's just, about just, it. Just so you know. Hey, you know, you know. You know, uh, Miko Koskinen is here for three more years. J- just, just a reminder for those of you that don't know, Keith Gretzky. Why do you think Bob Nicholson? His. Why do you sound like Bob Nicholson sounds like from 1942? Keith Gretzky. We got the Brooklyn Dodgers here against the New York Yankees. So let me tell Keith you. Keith Gretzky. His Yogi last, Berra. You know his last name is Gretzky. Wow. The I did. I'd give him 99 <laughs> thumbs up if that was his actual number. 99 wolf balloons? Oh my goodness. I'd give him 99 balloon thumbs ups. I just. I'd send I'd send Keith Gretzky 99 thumbs up emojis. 
He's a great guy. And his last name is Bob Gretzky. Nicholson. And is great. His last name's Gretzky. Did you know that? I'm guaranteed Bob Connor McDavid's still an Edmonton Oiler. That's right all away. we got, folks. Can't and our bonuses yeah. this year for, as mentioned, our uh, merchandise. Thank you very much. Conor and McGregor we'll see stick, you next year. Conor McGregor skates, Conor McGregor gloves, Conor McGregor socks, Mel Lucci's drock strap. That went for a dollar. <laughs> 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what? How'd that one get in there? <laughs> Who went in the laundry did last see, week? Did you just see Milan Lucci's chucks? <laughs> I we got hold on. <laughs> You know what's even funnier than that? The fact that you said Conor McGregor. I, I said Conor McGregor. You said Conor McGregor skates, Conor McGregor gloves. And I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> ah, yes. He was in Boston last week. But by the way, Conor McGregor's a great Conor Edmonton. Conor McDavid. It's been a long... There's not, I don't, I've only had one cup of coffee today, okay? Connor McDavid, okay, you, you know what I'm saying? Bob Nicholson said some stupid crap about Tobias Reader. Hey, a general manager and get someone else out there because I'll be honest, this guy should not be talking to people. And that's it for this episode of uh, Edmonton Oilers are in a trap shoot. Uh, yeah. Next, we're going to be talking about Chris Johnson. So, Saturday headlines, by the way, I always say it. If you can find a way to stream Hockey Night in Canada, do it. Link me later. Not just Coach's Corner for Don's rambling nonsense these days, but also because Saturday Headlines, presented by Huawei. Because I have to say that just because Kelly has Huawei. Um, damn, I said home again. Chris Johnson was talking about, they're talking about the new playoff format. And there's apparently there was a meeting uh, this past, fr- uh, past Friday, and they're going to have a meeting next week regarding maybe possibly extending the format. And I remember we talked about it last year, or, or talked about it before, and I think it was Bob McKenzie that had brought it up. Possibly having the idea of an eight and nine. Remember how, like you know, in Major League Baseball, the wild there's a wild card game to determine who gets a wild card spot in the, in the Major League Baseball playoffs. Um, tie. What? What did I say? There's 82 games. Right. What? Why? Why would you have an extra? Okay. No, I know. Okay, so let me. The let me, planning of this would be ridiculous. I, we don't know. You'd, now, you'd Chris, ha- Chris didn't exactly expose what was actually said in these meetings of how they want to extend it. But Bob McKenzie had stated, yes, I know, I'm crossing brands here. Just let me be. Crossing networks, whatever. But he mentioned having the, so you have the first wild card spot, they make it. First wild card seed makes it, no problem. But the second wild card takes on the ninth seed. Like how Major League Baseball does, their wild card system. I don't like that, though. No, 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 just a one-game playoff. Just like a one-game playoff. Or whatever, just something like that. Well, just the, the I'm just thinking about the planning for that, and that just that's so difficult because the well, okay, it's a week. The, okay, the thing is, is that it's a week off between the end of the season and the playoffs, so you could play a game on like Tuesday, like how Cam. Well, but how, I'm how, talking about how Cam Loop Corona did it for the WHL, the last spot out in the East or in the, excuse me, the Western Conference. They played a game on Tuesday. Playoffs started on Friday. You can do it. It's it is possible, but it's so. Oh my goodness! Yes, I know you have to figure out where to play the game in the arena and all that stuff. Yes, I exactly. Understand. The the league would be able to figure that out. Oh yeah! By the way, for those of you that are season ticket holders, here's a free ticket to a new game. Oh, but that's the bonus. Hey, for, for being a season ticket holder for a last place hockey club, thank you for. We're gonna give you a ticket. We, we're not gonna fly down there, but you're gonna go down and watch the eighth seed versus the ninth seed take off in a one game playoff to determine who's gonna get swept in the first round by the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, the season ticket holder that received Milan Lucic jockstrap just reminded me that we have a wild card game. So here's your free ticket. Here's a wild. By card. the way, bring whatever peasants you have left. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but then he also mentioned that the players are also concerned about the playoff format. 
Like the players want to know if it's working. By that I mean, is the fan interest there? Is it actually making money? Is it actually no. worth it? And of course, we've discussed it before. I am still in firm belief. Fine, keep the four divisions. Let's do it. You're gonna have 32 teams, four divisions. That's great. But here, like I said, it's the problem they had in the old days with the Adams Division, the Norris Division, Smite Division, Pacific Division. There will be some teams that are better in other divisions. You should have the top two teams in each division or each conference. So the leader of the so winner of the Atlantic, winner of the Metro, be the top two seeds. And then even if even like this year, say Boston was second in the Atlantic, they'd be the third seed technically. But then have it one through eight. Like like everyone else does, except the WHL because they have different seeding of the divisions. They should do that. But nonetheless, it needs it does need a change. I do concur with that. What are you looking up? Um, just are you trying to keep talking what, for a bit? Trying to figure out what would happen if it is right now. Because right now it'd be no. Tampa I'm just to, I'm trying to run on alternative. You're trying to figure out what other playoff system you could do. Because they could do a one like how they do in the AHL. They could have one, two, three, or in the ECHL as well. They could have one, two, three, four in each division. They could do that. However, once again, you'll run to the issue of having one really good division against a not so good division on the other side. Okay. I have the solution. The solution. And it... Does it have caffeine in it? It relates to current events and billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. March Madness. How the March Madness bracket is set up for the first round. That's how it should be set up. Because you have one versus sixteen, then you have you, eight no, versus you're, nine. You're talking about okay. You have five versus so twelve. You're looking to bring three. it back to what they did after the WHA merger. Yes, for those three years. Yes, before they went to the bingo, bingo, bongo. Before they I start, am tired. Before they started doing the one, two, three, four, or the old division battles. Yes. However, you're gonna have some. Well, here's the thing: the QMJHL does that, and there are some brutally, and I mean brutally mismatched um or mismatches in the first round. Yeah. Schwinnigan had not won a game since February in the early February. Yeah, one versus and playing six. the best team in Royal Miranda. Yeah, one versus sixteen. What's your point? I, I you want it to be more competitive than that, is what I'm trying to say. Okay, if you, you want don't it, want to have a okay, I'll Okay, say, if no, you want it problem. if you want it more competitive, then Alex, you have the first seed versus so, the first oh, seed. So Alex, you can't do that also because of the fact that if you do one versus sixteen given the fact that the league has so much Western expansion than it did back in the 80s, you're going to have travel issues. That's the, that's the other thing why the league has it split in the Eastern West Conference. No, no, no. no. How? Okay. That's not, nece- not necessarily one versus 16. I'm saying how, how many teams make it from each side? Like eight? Yes. Eight teams? Okay. Then you have one versus eight. One versus that's eight. That's what I just said. Two versus- I just said that. I said one versus eight. Have the top two teams be the have the t- the division champs be the top two seeds, whichever has more points, whatever. Yes, and then just go down the list from there. That's le- that's <laughs> what I said. That's literally what I just said. I said that first. Well, I said it in a different way. I said it first. I want to have everyone. But, know well, that. here here's my thing though. You're saying you want it to be more competitive. What's more competitive than? The number two seed versus number three seed. That's very competitive. But I'm saying, like, I'm, I, when you said one versus 16, I thought you about doing, like, the one versus 16 for the entire oh, league. Oh, hell no. That's what I said. 
Now you're confusing me. Oh, sorry. No, that's what. Well, the one verse sixteen thing that what QMJHL currently uses, given because once again, East and West Conference have different numbers of teams, just because the demographic, just because the geographic. But they did that. The NHL that from eighty to eighty-two because they did not know how to incorporate the new divisions with the new teams from the WHA. That being Winnipeg, Hartford, Edmonton, stuff like that. So they obviously, when they were able to, they were able to do the in you know the Norse division battle, the Smite division, Pacific division, all that stuff. Now you can do the one versus eight, which is much better. One versus eight, yes. Two versus three is great. That's going to be mismatched. But though. once you want to have two versus three in the conference final, that's where the thing is right now. Yes, one versus eight. Yes, it's a mismatch. But then again, that's point. I thought, like I said, I thought you were con- I was you were confusing me no. because you said one versus sixteen. I thought you were going to say like, I'm. What I meant to say was the first seed versus the last seed. Yes, that is, you should have. Right, that's fine. Well, those you should have now. six the spots. The LA Kings did Shut- that. In 2012, they were the eighth seed against the President Trophy winning Vancouver Canucks and beat them in five games. It's not going to be a total mismatch, okay? Eight teams. One versus eight. One versus eight, two versus seven, like it used to be when it was better, and the Leafs finished fifth. They played Boston that year. And lost. We know. But one last thing. Do we need to talk about it? I think we should because it is our solemn duty Trust me, when Pittsburgh won it, we would have definitely talked about it then. That would have been a huge talking point. Mm. Washington Capitals this week went down the road and visited the White House. Mm. That being President Trump, Donald Trump. And a few players decided they were not going to go. So one of them who announced it way in advance was Devontae Smith-Pelly. For obvious reasons. Brent Connolly. Brett Connolly, excuse me. Less obvious reasons. And Brayden Holtby. Even less obvious reasons. No. Brayden Holtby. He stated, and he said it was a personal decision. He does not agree with his policy, stuff like that. And remember, the first real player that we can think of that did this was Tim Thomas. But then again, Tim Thomas is a, let's just say if he was a forward, he'd play right wing. Long story short. But Why don't you just say he's a Republican? Because he has the Tea Party emblem on the back. He had the Tea Party emblem on the back. Okay, he's a radical Republican. Anyways, the... Is and I'm not going to get into why the players didn't go. We can, unfortunately, we're not that. I, I, we, you and I, we both. I'd like to think we have similar views on that, but we're not going to discuss them here. The players don't want to go because they don't like them. Yes, simple as that. There's reasons, but I guess <laughs> Devonte Smith Pelly has different reasons than Holpe does. But in just the same way as if a. Why the entire if, Golden State Warriors didn't want to go see Donald Trump. Correct. And then just Donald the Trump same, revoked, he, he, he revoked the, the invite, whatever. Just the same reason why no African-American artist wanted to play at the Super Bowl this past year for the halftime show. Yes. The Did best that, part about it, it, the best part about it, it was actually, this is why I always love watching TSN games because they have the quiz on every Leafs game. But it's, it's interesting because they ask that question. And don't what forget question? the question of would you would would you go to the White House? No, it was Dave Poulin. Well, Jeff, okay, it was Dave Poulin, Jeff O'Neill, Bob McKenzie. Yes, so I'm going to say this right now: three white males. Okay, I'm going to put that out there. Jeff O'Neill says no because he literally set up and he straight up said it out loud with that much power and all. You see all the things he says on Twitter. Why would you want to? Bob McKenzie, he mentioned the Pittsburgh in when 2017. 
after, so it would have been for Trump's first presidential visit from an NHL team in his term. We had the issue before. It's passe, and he doesn't agree with his policies. And Dave Poulin just said no because, well, I don't know what more to, he could have said. It's it's. Now I'm not saying when Trump's time is done will it change, but I think the play just stop going. Now yes, if a Canadian team wins, well then all the people, all the Repo- all the conservatives up in Canada be like, why would you want to see Trudeau? But that's just a different story for a different time. But is it time that the ex- the president visits stop? Is it is it time for that? We're not going to go into detail why, but should it stop? I don't think... Okay. I'm going to say this the best I can. Because for me, I'm, I'm going to just say this right now. I don't really sway either one way or the other. No. You need to... Hey, it's like I always say... I, I see both sides to their degree, and I see arguments for both sides. And I always say, you can have left wing, you can have right wing, but no good hockey teams without a good center. Correct. That's why they get paid the most. Exactly. And I'm the same way, too. I took that test in government with Mike Anderson. He looked at me and said, yep, you're, you're pretty right in the middle. Yep. That being said, the right side, quote-unquote, of the brain says respect for the office, respect for the, the presidential office. Respect for the stature. Correct. The left side of my brain, if you as if you will. every person that knows if you anatomy will. right now is like that's not how it just take with us. If it, you will, it's a it's a hypothetical here. No, it's hypothetical left side of the brain. It's a hypothetical. If you will, says no based on personal views of the president of the United States, the current president of the United States. I think where the middle part is is if there were m- more perceived respect. And for the man in office, for the president in office, i.e., the amount of respect that was given to um, George Bush, for example, even bo- despite bo- even despite bo- even bo- despite his stuff, correct, both senior and uh, junior. Ronald Reagan, <laughs> he got to get he got to shoot on Pete Peters um, in the in the White House lawn on the White House lawn, right. Uh, Barack Obama, for another example, a very a, a very well respected president. Nobody ever, nobody will. There's never been a president. He, there's always going to people be people that don't like. People. Right. There's never been a president where everyone says he was perfect in every way. Correct. Because there's there's always situational things. The so, exception of uh, the way history portrays it, FDR. That's that's probably the last one. Right. Because at least, at least when you read your textbooks. When you read your textbooks, if there was a, a better respect and less controversy of the office. Except for Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) That's a different story. That's a... Woo! But I know what you're saying. There is a more respect for those individuals as people. If you... So, if if you're asking me, should the presidential visits stop, I'm going to say no. They should happen every single time. They should be invited. Now, whether or not the teams agree to go or the players agree to go, that's their choice. They sh- the the invitation to visit the president as a champion of any sort in the United States hence, a, hence is, why sorry go ahead should be still should still be allowed should still be an institution 
in in the United States because it is a, a tradition. There you go. It's a tradition. Yeah. It's well, yeah, obviously a tradition is a type of institution. Yada yada. So on, so on, and so forth. And even if you d- decline it, it should be seen as your opinion. You respect another's opinion. Correct. If you are invited and you decline, you should al- you should also see that even if, though you decline, it is some sort of recognition. Obviously, someone paid t- enough attention to have you visit, to have you invited to go visit the president of the United States. So, out of the respect for or the if office, or a Canadian team wanted to go see the prime minister, cor- correct? Like the Markham Thunder did. In, in this case, the president of the United States. So, yes. invitations should still go out. And whether or not teams decide to go is up to them, or players, individual or players. or individual players. And because and and you know what, they have the ability to do whatever they want. They are free citizens of either Canada or United States. In the case of the NHL, or or even you know, or the teams are based out of Canada and the United States. Right. So they have the ability to choose because they have that free will. Invitations should still go out. People can decide whether or not they want to go. That is based off my personal views of the office. And who is in it. And who is in it. Right. That is not necessarily political views in general, but just on this situation. I respect that Braden Holpe, by the way, former NA, former ECHL player, Braden Holpe. There's a lot of those in the NHL, Alex. I know. I'm, just, I'm just saying, for those, for those of you that... I've talked to you recently. Said, "Man, I'm going to go to the coast, and it's going to suck." After Who the I, heck did you talk to? Davenport players. Like I said, why are they talking? Because, um, I respect I respect Braden Holpe's decision. I respect Devonte Smith Pelly's decision, and I respect Brett Connolly's decision. I respect teams that decide to go. I respect teams decide not to go. That's my perception. I wish I had something to say at the end of that, but you pretty much summed it all up perfectly. I, you, you know, it really worked out that way when me and you kind of think alike. You and I. <clears throat> Shut up. <laughs> but I just I agree with one hundred percent of everything you said, which never happens. But oh, it usually happens. That's that's why. Well, I, no, it usually happens. That's, if that if that happened, why would we have a show together? Let's be honest. We would uh, have- because we both agreed to do a show together. And we both agreed to pull Amazon gift cards from family members to purchase equipment to do the show. Do a show. Well, we were going to do a different kind of show, but then we realized, oh, we can do podcasts. That sounds a lot easier. So we agreed on things. So I don't have to get dressed up or look nice or anything like that. You no. never got dressed up. You wore hey, I'm wearing basically sh- pajamas. Hey, I'm wearing shorts today. I'm happy. Well, yeah, anything under the table is fair game. <laughs> but no, going back to the visit, it's... The player, everyone, I, I, there's, re- I dislike a lot of people in this world. Not, and not just, I'm not talking about like up people you see, like the higher ups, you know, people on pedestal. I'm talking like people I just work with, but. Careful. People Careful. talk to me and I understand, I respect, I, I am, if there's anyone that has a more devil's advocate kind of view than me, I like to meet them because I always understand where people are coming from. Most of the time. Sometimes people get a little outlandish and I have to shut them up. Like when you say the Lacey trade Casper Kaepernick. They ha- should. Had to get. Oh my goodness. No, no. no. Okay, here's the thing. No. We're not getting into this. No. Later. After Different the, episode. After the season. But 
I, you most of the time will see where they're coming from. So when I see someone say, you know what? I understand what people, why it would be an honor to be, to simply be invited by the leader of the leader of a country, leader of the, the free world, whatever. Quote unquote. Yes. But I understand why players don't want to go because of differing views and people should be respected by that. It's called politics. It's called political preference. Unfortunately, respect and politics are, they don't really go hand in hand. Trust me. Grandmother watches Fox News. <laughs> so, That's a, mm. I'm just saying that if someone makes a decision on this, people shouldn't freak out. It can be reported, sure, but the comments I see on it, on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, even Instagram, pathetic. Calling them, well, first of all, I don't think any of those guys are Canadian or American anyways. I don't, is Smith, no, Smith probably is Canadian. I, we call them, especially since they're in Washington too. What, what, what do they get? Why? They're not, they're not proud to be where they are. They're using their, using their platform against, no, just, that's what they want to do. Would you be mad? I mean, it's a decision they made. They have their reasons. You go to Christmas. Yeah, you're right. Your uncle, your aunt are saying things you don't like. Well, you can speak out against them. You have the right to. Yeah. If they snap back at you and take it all personally, that's their problem. Right. Because they, they, if you say something and they say something, you're allowed to respond, and they're allowed to respond. Exactly. And if you, as take, far as if, that if conflict take, goes, is up to you guys. Exactly. If person is, if people are mad, or if, if you know people in certain po- higher forms of power are mad that they don't want to go to if the player, if, if someone invites them, they don't want to go. They take it personally. That's their problem. But you have to respect their opinion and their views. And if you are taking it so darn personally that you think it's wrong. That's your view. Maybe just take a look in the mirror. That's my opinion on it. Opinion that may not be liked, may not be loved, but at least should be understood and respected. On that bombshell. On that bombshell. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time in the Keel Podcast World and Sports and Center of Sport. But, 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 the Keel Podcast in your posts on whatever social media that you use. We will try to find out who you are and where you are, and I will find you. All those burner accounts, you know, that oh, yeah. tweet at us. That um, and then also using the, making sure to tag us in your posts at the Keel Podcast, or we will, or at least I'll try to make a Facebook account for this show. That way, um, for those of you that are not on Twitter for certain reasons, because obviously I don't use it a whole lot, uh, I use Facebook more often. Well, if you're on Facebook right now and listen to this, thank you, because we don't do a darn thing with that. If you're well, not yeah. on Twitter and you know our show, uh, hi, Mom. <laughs> hi, Mom. <laughs> but but make sure make sure to try to get yourself involved in this conversation, because obviously it's fun for us to talk to each other, but it would be even a greater time to talk to you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. Next week, last week of the regular season. It's going to be a great one. We're going to lose our minds because we got to put Boston.
Goodbye, everybody. Ah!